We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So Barrett hits a pair. Knicks lead by four. And that will do it. The Knicks go to 39-31 and 31 on the season as they defeat the San Antonio Spurs. As Tom Thibodeau and Greg Popovich get together, colleagues with the U.S. national program, big fans of one another, Alec Burks all smiles, season high 30 points, he scored 16 in the fourth quarter, the Knicks go to 39 and 31, the Hawks have won their game, the Heat are about to win theirs, two regular season games remaining. The Knicks still have an opportunity to finish in the four spot. There we go. Jesus. See, the universe can't handle um, the Knicks being a playoff team. It's uh, conspiring. I don't know. My computer was telling me that uh, I wasn't hooked up to streaming. I needed streaming software or some nonsense. I have no idea. But big shout out to Andrew Claudio. Um, producer extraordinaire for giving me some life-saving advice, which is turn off your fucking computer and turn it back on. Um, Cause I would not have thought of that. Actually. I probably would have sat in here staring at the thing and hoped it, uh, and hoped it started to work. Um, yeah, man. First, the refs now YouTube, you said it. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's calm down for a second. I need to gather myself. Um, this was a good win. I know the refs tried to, um, you know, inject themselves into the conversation. Um, We'll talk about Philly and Atlanta in a bit. Um, We'll talk about the refs in a bit, too. Um, I want to pay attention to this game because I thought um, it was kind of a funky game because we've seen this team this, this year when their offense is not going well. 
Um, and then their defense breaks down, which is a rare combination. But when it has happened, those have been the few times this year where we've seen a cascading effect where games get away from them. And again, it's great because you could count the amount of times on one hand. Maybe you need an extra finger or two um, that games have really gotten away from them. Um, but what what we know is that um, is that it has happened and it happened against the Spurs. Um, so it's it's cool that um, it did not happen against the Spurs this time around like it did last time. Um, I don't know if we, is there, I think the super chat should work. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure if it does. Maybe Andrew, if you want to test it out. Oh, there we go. No, the super chat's working. Okay, great. If, uh, if someone types something in the super chat before on one of the streams that we lost, um, feel free to, uh, at, um, Nick's film school and we'll, we'll pick you up. Uh, slacker hero, um, with our first super chat of this stream. I hope Tibbs has seen the light. We can see more Frank minutes and less you-know-who minutes in the last two, and hopefully the playoffs, question mark. Um, oh, God, I, can't, I really can't start. I can't start by talking about Alfred Payton. I just can't do it. Um, hold that thought for a sec. Just hold that thought. Can I at least Can I at least start the live stream by talking about something good? Can we talk about how much this team missed Alec Burks and how it is so nice to have Alec Burks back. Um, and specifically in this game where Tibbs felt that he could not take Julius Randle um, or R.J. Barrett or Reggie Bullock off the floor at any point in time during the second half. Um, those guys were all a little gassed. And for um, Alec Burks to finish this game with 30 points, 14 in the first half, uh, 16 obviously in the second half, all of them huge. Um, I think – you know, we missed him. And so far this year, we've had a portion of the season where we were like, holy shit, is Alec Burke secretly our like second most important player? And then the second half of the season, it's been like, holy shit, Derek Rose is actually secretly our second most important player. And now, hopefully, we're a few days away from seeing both of those guys on the floor and on the uh, team at the same time. Can they learn how to really develop some synergy? Because really, the Rose resurgence, like the real Rose resurgence, has only happened it, since Alec Burks um, went down. And I know Burks was back there for a hot minute, but for the most part, it's happened with Burks out. So can we get both this version of Burks and the version of Rose that we've become um, accustomed to? Um, I don't know the answer to that question, um, but I'm excited to find out. Um, and the other guy that obviously we have to shout out is, is RJ Barrett. So RJ Barrett, um, I talked about it on the past few live streams. Um, he's been slumping. From two against the Lakers, it was the first time we saw his slump inside the arc affect his shooting outside the the arc, outside the arc, behind the arc. Um, and started off this game was making some really nice passes, um, but was not hit, I think, one three in the first half. But for the most part, was still cold, and then boom, broke out um, 100%. Kudos to R.J. Barrett. And then Julius Randle. I mean, the guy didn't shoot it well. Uh, maybe held the ball, held, held on to the ball a little long on some of those possessions, but at the end of the day, got twenty five nine and nine. Um, hard to complain for me. Those are the guys that stood out, and then obviously Reggie Bullock's defense I thought was outstanding. Um, I will get to Peyton in a bit and Frank. Um, first, some super chats. Prototype NC Tibbs, Leon Rose, hell, even the Knicks organization has to see that Alfred ain't it. This game made it ridiculously blatant. Um, Jeremy Anselson, 
Please ask Tibbs why Elf plays. I'm loving this. Um, Ed Paola, it's time for Alfred not to see any minutes. Their theory of buying time to bring in Rose is going to cost us a game. Um, Jaden so, Sporer, hope I got that right. Big fan, but I'm begging you to ask Tibbs about Peyton. I can't take it anymore. Um, and then Corey Giordano, I'm about to become the biggest Bucks fan for a day. Already ordered a life-size Giannis statue. Um, Stevens Guillaume, send Elf to the moon, then blow up the moon. Love it. Also, RJ, Alec Burks was on fire. And then last but not least, CT, we, we missed you, buddy. CT Pittman, um, I, I did send a super chat on the previous stream. It's all good. What are you doing, man? I, I, I've got to pay you back here. Um, RJ was a monster. The resilience in this kid is amazing. Damn proud of the nine God. I like that. Uh, I like that, that nickname, by the way. And then Rowan Beckford Sr. Talk about Frank. The cascading that you were talking about happens when we can't stop penetration. Oh, look, it's Tibbs. He's our best on-ball defender. Going to need him to win in the playoffs. And now we're Coach. Coach is here. If you have a question, raise your hand and I'll bring you into the room. Rebecca Harlow? I will ask about Elf if I get called. Coach, a lot on the line tonight. The Spurs really needed this win, of course, and you guys find yourselves down, still find a way to fight back in and win this one. You know, What's your takeaway from this game tonight? Um, it was a concern coming off a long road trip. Quick turnaround for us. And uh, just find a way to win. Just keep fighting. And uh, that's what we did. We got down. Uh, big in the second half, but, you know, kind of came back. Our defense got going. We started sharing the ball. Made that extra pass. Got some good looks at, at some threes. But uh, San Antonio's terrific. Hard playing. You know, long, athletic. Uh, they make it tough on you. And you got to play for 48 minutes against them. First back. Tom, what is it about the makeup of your club that gives you the confidence you can come back down by 17 and it's almost like these guys believe even when they are down, they can still win a ball game? Well, usually we can count on our defense and our rebounding, keeping our turnovers down. And then the way we shoot threes, we can make up ground pretty quickly. Uh, so we felt that if we if we can just get some stops, get, get out, hit the paint, uh, force the defense to collapse and then spray, we, we'd have a chance. And so just keep working the game. It's a long game, 48-minute game. There's going to be runs in it both ways. And stay even killed, but just keep fighting. you got, you got to fight for the entire time. And there's no substitute for hustle. Uh, so if you hustle, you can make anything happen. Jeff Bondi. Hey, Tom, lately your point of rotation has changed. Uh, health is playing fewer minutes. I was wondering if um, every, everybody's healthy, Rose, Burks, uh, and Emmanuel quickly, would you consider changing the starting lineup, or is it too late in the season for a change like that? We, 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 have, we like our depth. We have versatility. Uh, the game, each game tells you something different. Whatever you need, you, could, you have to answer He's, either starting or on the bench. He's not going to so, answer it. That's what I like about the, team, the depth, depth of the team. You got guys who can play multiple positions, guys who can go off the dribble, uh, guys who can shoot the three. Um, so whatever's working for us, whatever we need, everyone's sacrificed, put the team first. Uh, don't get wrapped up in how many minutes or shots or any of that stuff. Just put the team first. Winning is the most important thing. Mark Berman. 
Give Bondi credit. Uh, hey, Tom. Uh, yeah, Derek was a late scratch. We didn't get to ask you about it. It looked like it was probable. Uh, what's the situation with him? Was it uh, coming out of that 39 minutes against the Lakers, or what happened? Uh, just day-to-day. So day-to-day, uh, we knew we were getting a couple guys back, so we thought it, right. it, it would be good to give him the rest. So it sounds like Rose is fine. Coach uh, Burks again contributing in major ways. Can you talk about the way he shot the ball and just played overall tonight? Yeah, terrific. Uh, off the dribble, uh, shooting the three, getting to the line, and he gives us great uh, size and position, allows us to do more switching. Um, and you can't speed him up. He's, he's got a great pace to the game. Uh, but he can hurt you a lot of different ways. Very good free throw shooter, obviously. Uh, but the all-around play, and he's like a, a Swiss Army knife. You, you could use him at multiple positions. You can run catch and shoot. You can run pick and roll. You can post them. So, so many different. Luke Walton All Star, Alec Burks. And he fits with everyone. He can play him with stars. Play him with the bench. You can play him as a you know a small floor shooting floor. There's, there's a lot of stuff you can do with him. Mike Tom, down 17, how did you, uh, uh, how would you describe how your team was? I mean, frustrated, angry, worried, concerned? I prefer not to be down 17, but that's part of the game. I just have a belief that we can win. You know, just keep fighting. You try to, you know, when you get down that much, you just, you, you fight to get it inside 10. Uh, and as I mentioned, with the three, you can make up ground pretty quickly. So you just need to get some, string together some stops and knock down a couple shots, and, and then you're on your way. And that's what we did, just work the game. Uh, you get into stuff together and get out of stuff together. Ian Bigley. Hey, Tom, sorry, just to follow up on Derek. Did, did he, like, uh, warm up before the game and, and the angle wasn't there, or was it just a rest thing? Yeah, no, he, he, he tweaked it in, in the uh, Laker game. Uh, and so he, he did uh, some stuff yesterday, did some stuff pre-game, and then we just felt like it would be better to, to not play him today, and we'll see where he is tomorrow. Yeah, Tom, I don't know if you asked about Alec exactly. I mean, three games off and has missed so many games over the last few weeks, and he looked so sharp. How impressed again were you with Alec? Well, he's had a lot of time to practice. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he, you know, it says a lot. He, he, you know, that, and I, I say that, you know, tongue in cheek is going through COVID is not an easy thing. And so oh. that knocked him back. He was playing great prior to. Okay. And then, you know, to get nicked up when you come back and then to get through that. Uh, but he's, he's put a I lot mean, of time in. We figured um, he had it because he was out get, additional games. Healthy again to get his wind, uh, to do all those things. And, uh, but he's, uh, and that's the great value in him. He's just such a, a great pro. You know, he, he knows what he has to do. He knows how to manage his body. He understands all that stuff. So, uh, he's, and as I mentioned several times, we have the right veterans. And you start with him and, and Reggie and Derek and Taj and Nerlens and Alfred, uh, those guys have been great for our young guys. And they made this team 
uh, function at a very high level. And obviously, when you add in what Julius does, uh, he's neither young. Got to make sure we mention uh, in the middle. Elf. Uh, and his best years are coming. And RJ's really, he hit big shot after big shot to help make up ground for us. And you know, we're not, we haven't even talked about Mitch. And so, uh, Quick and Obi, they're, they're all coming on. So, but we have the right uh, veterans to show the way. And our young guys, uh, they bring great energy every day. And I think the veterans need that. So they see how eager they are, how, how much they put into it. So it's, it's a great blend. Thank you, Coach. All right. Um, I'm going to hit up the rest of the Super Chat, and then I'm going to talk about Alfred because I have um, some thoughts and I have um, a prediction. But first, Brian Benjamin, who needs a shift? Let's just tie Peyton to a ton of fireworks and hope for the best. I think uh, I think that's reasonable. Uh, Don Cappuccini, Elf, get the fuck out of here, please. Thoughts on free agent splash on the Rose and Lowry reunion. Doesn't leave much to bring most of our own free agents, though. Um, they can get creative with the cap. If they want to get both DeRozan and Lowry, I think they would be able to money-wise. Um, I I wouldn't hate that. Um, I wouldn't hate that at all. Um, I think there's some I think there's some merit to that notion. I've thought about it before. Other people have mentioned it before. I don't think it's that crazy. Um, I don't think they're going to bring both of those guys in. I think if, if it's going to be one of them, I think it's going to be Lowry. Greg film stuff. There was a point in the fourth where RJ got hot from three and New York didn't continue to feed him. There were a lot of empty trips during that time. It's minimal, but I think he earned some one-on-one opportunities. You know, I, I in, in crunch time, I'm not sure I want to see RJ going and driving. Um, I like him more as a spot-up shooter in crunch time um, just because he's struggling a little bit. That said, um, you know, he did. I think he did have the one drive where he got he converted and and the the BS out of bounds call. Uh, he was going baseline there too. So I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's an overreaction by me. We've seen him struggle before and come through in the clutch with not only threes but with two pointers as well. I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it though myself. Do do do. Leon C. Um, if Frank ever gets respect from the refs, um, he's going to be a beast on defense. Blocking call was bullshit. It was complete bullshit. More respected player doesn't get called for it. Frank gets a shit whistle all the time. Um, <laughs> slacker hero, we need Macri on the low post in the future. Hey, how about we get Zach Lowe on the uh, Knicks Film School podcast? Um, hold that thought. Harry Donor, thank you again. Always so generous, man. Um, I'm still waiting for you to ask a question one of these days. Um, Ethan Steinberg, anyone else hop on Knicks plus 575 when they were down big? I did not. I don't bet in game. I don't bet at all, actually. Macri, I know you tossed a little. Covered 18 in the last 21 games. Um, yeah, no, they've been very generous to anyone who's put money on them. And then uh, Jeremy Chase, no more talk of DeRozan this summer. His game, all mid-range ISO, is a terrible fit for us, and he's also lost a step. Thanks for all the great content this year. Go Knicks playoffs. Um, I'm a bigger fan of DeRozan than most. I know he didn't have a great game. Um, is he a perfect fit with this team? No, he's not a perfect fit with this team. Perfect fit with this team is a true point guard who can also shoot from three. That said, if the Rosen was willing to come for a certain number, I would entertain it. I think there's value there. I think he's an undervalued asset in the league at this point in terms of what he brings to the table at what I think he might cost. Not, not a guy I want to overpay. And also how many years do you give him? Cause he's on the older side. And, and to your, to your point, um, you know, he maybe has lost a step. All right. Talk about Alfred Payton. Um, Alfred Payton, um, I, I don't know how many more ways I could say this. Um, he let's let's start here. 
if he starts in the playoffs, he's going to be the worst starter of any playoff team um, outside of maybe whoever Charlotte's – if Charlotte starts Bismack Biombo at center. But even, you know what, Bismack Biombo could defend the paint a little bit. Um, if you – like, he could he could flush a lob. Like, Bismack does that. Um, I'm trying to think who the Wizards are starting nowadays if, like, they snuck in. Um no, Raul Neto's better than Alfred Payton. Um, no one out west. Maybe someone on the Warriors? No, nah, probably not. If they're healthy, they'll they'll start. Uh, so, yeah, Alfred Payton's going to be the worst starting player on any team um, that gets to the playoffs. Oh, Futternick, good call, Len. But, he, you know, Len, when he, you put him in pick and roll with, the, with either uh, Russ or Beal, even Len can do some stuff, you know? Um, I, Manny Ortiz, thank you. Uh, Macri, you're better than Elf. Um, uh, someone mentioned Denny Avdija. Um, I, he hasn't been starting. He's also, I think, out for the year. So, um, whatever. Um, it's, it's gotten to the, and, and look, again, is Alfred Payton the only reason this was a game down the stretch? Absolutely not. But, but, there's a but, and it's Alfred Payton. <laughs> uh, I've, put, I've already compared him to Dirty Underwear, and now I'm comparing him to the thing that goes in the Dirty Underwear. Um, the Knicks, I would say, I would argue, actually, for 40, 40 minutes in this game, played the best, as good a defense as I think they've, they, they could play. For 40 minutes, the first 24 minutes of the game, and then the last um, 16 minutes of the game, I thought they I thought they played as good a defense as they could play. And then for the first six to eight minutes of the third quarter, the Spurs, in no not even trying to hide it, systematically, systematically targeted Alfred Payton on defense with a point guard. By the way. That doesn't shoot threes. Now, is De- is Dejounte Murray a phenomenal player? I had him, I think, top forty in my trade value column that I wrote a few months ago. I think De- Dejounte. I think the world of Dejounte Murray, but he's not a, sh- a threat from three. And if you're if you're a purport, I mean, which we we know isn't true, but if you're a purported defensive stopper, and you're standing there and your positioning is like, hold on, we're gonna we're gonna funnel the guy. We're, th- we're going to funnel the guy into our our into Nerland's Noel. Like, sometimes you have to do that if you're facing a Dame Lillard or a Steph Curry or something and it's picking between bad options. If you're Alfred Payton and you're standing there with your arms out there like this and that's how you decide to guard the pick and roll for a guy who can't shoot threes and you're going to open it up like that from 16, 18, 14 feet from the basket. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? That's like, that can't, I know that's not the defensive game plan because guess what? I saw other people guard the motherfucker after that and they didn't do that shit. So what like it's, it is textbook bad defense um, against that player in that situation. And it was like, it was the definition of insanity because it's the same thing over and over again. Um, 
you know, and the result was the same every time. And the Spurs didn't miss because, you know, Nerland's God bless him. I, I love Nerland's. I thought he did a very good job in general on defense this game. But like guarding a pick and roll where he has to put his body on two players at once is not his strength. Um, and and we're just talking about Payton's defense. We're just I even talked about his offense. Which Christ, the moment where he where he um, Tibbs was uh, trying to call the timeout and, t- and Elf was like, "No, I got this," and to go and miss a, and blow a layup. It, it has it has gotten to the point which is and here's and here's here's the question that I would have um, asked Tibbs if, if given the opportunity. I would have asked him this. I would have said, "Is it because look, what locker room chemistry?" agent stuff, relationships, all the, whatever the shit is, he, we, I know this isn't Tibbs's choice. And I think we're going to find out in the playoffs that it's not um, his choice. But again, I'll get to that in a second. <sighs> Alfred Payton is, is being actively, actively, actively detrimental to this team being able to win games. Um, there's nothing he's doing well at this point. And, um, I would have asked Tibbs, has it gotten to the point perhaps where you're worried about Alfred's confidence? Because I think that's where we're at. I think it has gotten so bad that we're at the point of having to seriously question whether Alfred Payton believes he should be on the floor right now on this team with these guys. That's my, that's my, my thought. Um, Because it sure doesn't, he seems like a guy who's trying to play in a way that he's like trying to convince himself that he's still an NBA player and he's deserving of playing on, um, on a a playoff team. So that's my Alfred rant. Um, I I hope that satisfied the, the masses out there. Look, I know I don't talk about him a lot, and that's because I don't want to talk. I, I want to focus on the fact that the Knicks are on the verge of winning their 40th game of the year. And I want to talk about the fact that the Knicks are a playoff team, and the Knicks are – this is the, the my favorite team of my life other than maybe 99. And I want to talk about all the good things because God knows there are so many good things to talk about um, with this team. But it's just because – it's because there is so much good going on with this team – that I feel it would be disingenuous not to speak about his play because it is, it is the only thing is the only thing that is wrong with what's going on. And I don't want to hear anybody. And and look, I've, I'm, I'm not perfect. I've, I've maybe accused some people of doing this in the past, but I don't want to hear anybody who's like, Oh, if, if they get rid of Peyton, you're going to find something else to complain about. No, 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 no. We're past that point. We're past that point. Um, and you guys know me. I, I can. I, I. I feel like I'm pretty level-headed with this stuff. It, it's. It's past that. Um, what do I think we're going to see in the playoffs? I think we're. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're going to see Alfred Payton start game one. I think we're going to see him play about five minutes. And if he's any, any semblance of like this, we're going to see someone else come out and start the game in the second half. Probably Alec Burks, if I had to bet on it. Um, and that's what I think. And then do I think there's a chance he doesn't start a playoff game? Yeah, I think there's a chance. Um, but I think we're going to see him be the, the, the game one starter, and there's a chance he plays, you know, six, seven, eight minutes, something like that. You can see tonight, Tibbs, Tibbs sent Burks to the bench with uh, eight and change to go in the, in the third quarter. So that would have been the quickest hook we've seen from Peyton all year. All right, rant over. Um, C.T. Pittman, touch on your thoughts about Julius allegedly saying he wants to retire. Nick, I know it's part of the contract negotiations, but just your thoughts before you end the stream. Um, I will absolutely – yeah, I'll talk about it right now. Um, I think, as many have said before me and will say after me, the NBA is a business. But I don't – I can't remember other than like something like Curry with Golden State or like Dirk – with Dallas, like legacy guys, you know, Duncan with, with San Antonio. I don't think, but even he actually entertained going to the magic. So maybe that's not a good example. I don't think you can imagine a scenario where there is a player and a front office and a team that wants to continue to make the partnership work long-term. And I think it's just a matter of figuring out the numbers and figuring out what makes sense, because I do think Julius values winning so much. And I do think he's going to want to figure out a way to give them some flexibility because, and that by the way, is where the trust factor comes in. That's where the trust factor comes in between Randall and the front office. Obviously, you know, Rose used to represent him as the head of CAA basketball. Um, Randall trusting that, Hey, if I take a two-year deal or something that if something goes down and I have a slumpy, uh, I'm in a slump or I maybe have an injury or something that he trusts that they're going to do the right thing. So I think he's going to be here for a very long time. I do think it was meaningful that he said that. Andre Talmadge, uh, Murray is who I want Frank to be when he grows up. Um, I'm going to talk about Frank in a second. I just want to hit up the rest of the Super Chat. Um, I see Andrew's comment. Uh, CT Pittman, man, CT, you're, you're all over the place tonight, man. Um, we are one win away from 40 wins on the season. Let's fucking go. You got that right, baby. James Lee, Theo Pynchon should start. Pin Sanity. Man, I would love Theo Pinson to start. And and not just like because I like Theo Pinson's like dancing or his rah-rah on the bench. Theo Pinson's actually good. Theo Pinson would be better than Alfred Payton. Theo Pinson could handle the ball. He could pass. Like, go back and watch some tape when he was on Brooklyn. Theo Pinson's awesome. Robert Cross, what chicken color did you have last night after the live stream? I actually didn't. I had a quiche. My mother, um, uh, shout out to Marcia Carousel, brought some spinach quiche over the house yesterday afternoon. I am partial to spinach quiche. We didn't have any chicken colds made. So um, I had some quiche. Um, and tonight, I think I may heat up a little bit more. And then um, it's going to be cutlets tomorrow. Friday cutlets. Alan Berman. 
let Elf's confidence come back in Shanghai next year when he's sharing a backcourt with Dennis Smith Jr. Wow, that's good. Come playoff time, I honestly think Tibbs benches him, or I hope. I mean, I hope so, too. Uh, we all hope so, right? Joe DeSanto, say something nice about Carmelo Anthony. Um, I think it's great that Carmelo Anthony is one of the top ten scorers of all time. Um, I think he's had a wonderful Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame career. Um, I'll be rooting for Portland in the first round of the playoffs. Um, and I'm happy he didn't go out like it looked like he was going to go out for a while. Is that enough? I hope that's enough. Um, Anthony Six, though, feels like we could run more creative off-ball movement. Can't IQ Burks score catching and shooting on some more off-ball screens, uh, swings, over the uh, draw, overdraw the defense and dish to a spot to a shooter. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, Carmelo Anthony is also better than Alfred Payton. Thank you, Andrew. Um, I think they do run. Here's the thing, and and here's why we can't criticize it, right? Because the Knicks have had. I, I haven't looked at what the numbers are since April first, but for the most part, I think since April first, they've had a, a top what five offense. Can't really complain about the offense with the personnel that they have. Does it look like they could do a little bit more sometimes? Sure. But their offense isn't complicated, and I think the pre- the players appreciate the offense because everybody eats. And it's like, if you get open, you're going to get an opportunity to take a shot, and everybody gets shots. This isn't a Julius exclusive offense. This is about, hey, let's draw the double. Let's get into matchup advantage situations, and if you're the guy who gets open based on the matchup advantage, you're going to get the ball. It's a very, very equal opportunity offense. I think guys like it, and let's be frank, I mean – when Rose has been in there, which is to say when they have a real point guard, it looks like a top five NBA offense, which is insane to say. If you would have told me that before the year, I would have called you um, all kinds of names. Um, Don Cappuccini, um, with the way Ju- Julius facilitates, starting to believe he could be a number one on a championship contender with the proper help. Oh, boy. Uh, I love Melo, but I'm starting to think with Julius's versatility, he could lead the Knicks to greater heights in the future. Yeah, I mean, look. Um, Traditionally, guys that have been number ones on championship teams are not just top 10 NBA players. They're top 15, top 20 all-time NBA players most of the time. Um, oh, hey, here we got Alec Burks. Oh, we got Alec. All right. Hey, everyone. Alex, if you have a question, raise your hand and I'll bring you to the room. Rebecca Harla. I'll finish my thought uh, on that in a second. The way that you were able to find such a rhythm – tonight you know coming back into this game after missing 11 of your last 13 just describe just how you felt out there and how much confidence that gives you heading into the these last couple games oh uh, i was just trying to catch a rhythm i think a lot of the preparation i did before the game like playing with my teammates you know going through practices just working out in the weight room just working with everybody i think helping prepare for the moment you know tonight bobby Hey, Alec, I just was wondering what this last you know, month plus has been like for you um, and what the battle with COVID was like and coming back from that. Oh, man, right, uh, it's been a whirlwind, just the COVID, the whole test of positives, just being stuck with that, then coming back and then getting hurt on the flu games you play. You know, it's, just, it's been crazy. I'm just glad to be there. You know, with my teammates, you know. Flu anyway, I can. They are. I love it. Mark 
you, you said you were stuck. Were you actually stuck in Dallas? And what was the? Were you asymptomatic with with the COVID nineteen, or uh, you know, did you feel it? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was stuck in Dallas. I actually tested positive in Dallas, so I had to stay there in quarantine all the time. But I had, I had no symptoms because I had the vaccine a few days before my positive test. So it was oh, just a, okay, an isolation thing for me. You know, interesting. Ian Beasley. Do you feel like at this point, like your rhythm and your conditioning is, is all the way back or is that still coming back? And, and did you have to stay in a hotel in Dallas? Like, how did that work? Uh, I think it's coming back. I think it was, uh, tonight, you know, playing a lot, you know, I think it's going to help. Me, but, you know, it's just going to get better and better each game I play. And, uh, yeah, I was I was isolated from, from the world, basically. You could say that. Thank you, Alex. Um. Tibbs opened a can of worms. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Andrew, let me know if I uh, if I missed any. I think I'm all caught up on the Super Chat. But let me just finish the thought on Julius. I think if you construct the right team around Julius, he can be the quote-unquote best player on a championship team. Yeah, I do think so. Um, but I think it would take a really special team to be put around him. And I think it would be more like the sort of team that we see uh, come around, you know, once every 10, 15 years. Where, you know, it's like a Detroit. Um, Seattle did it in the late 70s. That was a funky time for the NBA. Um, you know, I think, well, oh, hold on. Speak of the devil. We got Julius. Julius is here. If you have a question, raise your hand and I'll bring you into the room. Steph Bundy. Hey, Julius. Um, do you guys scoreboard watch at all, given how tight this playoff race is? Yeah. <laughs> I think a while I was watching. I was watching today, for sure. People say they're not watching are liars. That's great. Can you talk about the eagerness and the excitement, Julius, that you got coming up in the next couple of days and into next week? Uh, I mean, it's excitement, but we're, we're really just focused on, um, on Charlotte. got to take care of business, take care of our end, and, you know, let the chips fall with it. Love that. Julius, have you had a chance, though, to digest what this team accomplished when people said, and most of the numbers that were out there early, this team would win 22 games? I mean, what type of, of pride is there in terms of what you guys accomplished? Uh, it's Friday. We all talked last night. Uh, once we clinched, we all got on the phone. We all faced the time and talk. Uh, so we enjoyed that moment. But um, no, that's awesome. Oh man, you know I can. Uh, I would enjoy it and bask and all that uh, at the end of the um, season. You know, but right now I'm focused on Charlotte. Focused on what we have next. You know, I can. Uh, I'm, I'm in the moment, so uh, I can uh, appreciate all that myself. Ian Bailey. It just it looked like your, your hand or your finger might have been bothering you. Ooh, good uh, question. How's that feeling? I'm good. I really appreciate you asking. Right, Herman. You're down 17 points. You know, you're coming back from the road. You look tired. Everyone, had, what was your mind right there? Uh, we were fine. Uh, game of runs. Uh, we were just talking about a lot. We never doubted that we were going to win. Um, 
the thing that I love best about Julius, you know, and, and this is why I'm like less interested in like, can he be the best player on a championship team? He can be the leader on a championship team. And, you know, what is that going to look like? What players are, are going to be needed to put next to him? I, I don't have the answer to that question right now. I think that'll reveal itself over the course of time. But if you go back through, you know, different teams that have won um, and, you know, they're the, the, the leader, like the, the core of the team it, is often the best player. It isn't always the best player. Um, so, you know, that's something I think is 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 worth watching. Um, I just I know I want this guy here long term. So um, that's that's all I care about. Eshwin Verghese. Macri, can you talk about Noel? Of course I can. He has not looked great, in my opinion. Oh, never mind. We have one more. We have a bonus. Got RJ. Okay. RJ, if you have a question, make sure you have a number you into the room. Perfect. Uh, hey, RJ, um, 17 points down. It looked like you guys were dead in the water. What, what was your thinking? It did not look like they were dead in the water. Come on, Mark. You're better than that. Uh, you know, we just had to, you know, get stops and then uh, just really just fight back. That's what we do. You know, um, we, we play hard. So, uh, being in the third, we won ourselves. And uh, thankfully, we were able to get back to the game. Julia said there's little time to celebrate. It's all about looking ahead, continuing to try to accomplish. How, how do you handle this? Uh, yeah, this one's over. Um, this one's over. You know, we needed it. Got the win. Um, just on to the next now. Carla? RJ, I mean, you said it. You, this is what you guys do. You fight back into these games. You find ways to win. I mean, that's what the playoffs is all about. How much more prepared does this team feel just knowing that you've been able to win these games in that fashion most of the year? Um, I think it shows our grit and our toughness. You know, we're never, we're never going to back down. Um, we can always come back, you know, no matter what ups, downs. You know, we, we, we got to figure it out. Got to figure out a way to win. Jonathan Macri. Hey, RJ, um, Tibbs has talked like throughout the year about ramping up your intensity as the season goes along, preseason, regular season, playoff intensity. Do you feel like you're you guys are almost at the place where you need to be for, you know, come next weekend? Oh, we're getting there. You know, like I said, we still got uh, we still got some more games. So, you know, we still got to ramp it up even more. And then once, once we get to the playoffs, it's going to be a whole, whole different challenge. So, uh, yeah, just got to keep going. I mean, two games left. The fourth seed is still a possibility. Is that something that you guys are focused on at this point? Yeah, of course. Most definitely. Uh, we definitely want that fourth seed. We want that home court. So uh, all we can do is just continue to take care of business. Ian Bigley. RJ, um, you know, we, your rookie year, a lot of people were talking about your shooting and coming into this year was a big point of conversation. You're up around, I think you're at 40% from three. I mean, you're, you're, how, how proud are you of that, I guess? Like, how do you feel about being at that level right now? Man, uh, Julius gets double teamed a lot. So, you know, I just, I'm thankful that I could just, you know, be there to knock, knock those shots down, uh, make it a lot 
producer for for our team. But um, you know, I don't get those shots without him. I don't get those shots without my teammates. You know, trusting me and uh, finding me in those spots. But um, I work hard. I work hard at it uh, every day in the gym, getting reps up all summer. So you know, I, I've been working at it. But my my teammates definitely are getting me a lot of open shots. Jonathan Macri. Yeah, just RJ on that. Your your second half, um, it seemed like your shot was really coming alive. Can you just talk about I, again? I know this has a, become a thing for you. How you're able to come out after halftime and kind of uncover something new um, and have your offense really explode like that? I'm just staying locked in, man. Uh, I need to do a better job in the first half of the game, but. It's a long game, you know, you're going to pick your spots. It's always going to come back around. You're always going to have your, your time to shine. So, yeah. Thank you, RJ. Thank you. All right. There we go. Okay. So, RJ, happy camper. I'm going to finish up on the Super Chat and then uh, get out of here for tonight. So, uh, Noel, let me finish up my thoughts on him. I think Noel just struggles with pick and roll on defense sometimes. I think Noel's been fine overall. Um, I think he's playing up to his capabilities on offense. Obviously, we know his limitations. It is what it is. Um, Elford makes me cry. Makes me cry, too, sometimes. Mark Fischel, is Elf playing uh, related to Randall contract negotiations? I don't know if it's purely about that. Um, You know, complicated webs that we weave. Um, Robert Boy, we've had everything this season except a game-winning shot. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Jonathan Sheffield, not sure I missed it, but thoughts on Berman's report on, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr.'s issues in Memphis and New York Nick interest. I mean, they hired, they hired Jackson's dad, um, to coach in their Westchester team. Um, former CAA client, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is really good. Um, you know, I, we're like, look, we're still waiting, right? We're still waiting for that guy who's going to take the qualifying offer or threaten to take the qualifying offer and actually, you know, and actually do it um, or convince their team that he's going to follow up and do it. Um, And again, I'm not counting the Porzingis thing because I think Porzingis was like a different situation, but um, yeah, I mean, whatever. I think it's, I think it's legit. Um, And on that note, I think I'm almost caught up. No, James, here we go. Wait, I want to make sure I get his name right. James Norberg. You're the man, Macri. Would love to buy you a whiskey when it is legal. How much better is this team with Lowry and DeRozan next year with everyone coming back? Um, yeah, somebody else asked about Lowry and DeRozan. I think it's absolutely better. Um, but again, I think we – and this is the last thing I'll say. I think with the way this season has gone and where, you know, obviously the fact that – oh, is Jay Boogie here? Oh, shit. What's going on, Jay Boogie? Um, uh, I think with the way the season has gone, the fact that it's the Knicks and New York and the whole thing, I don't think, you know, they say beggars can't be choosers. I think we're going to be able to be choosy. So I don't know that we're going to need to settle necessarily for anything. Um, not to say that DeRozan and Lowry or either of them are settling, but, um, I would just caution everybody to keep an open mind. That's it. Keep an open mind. And on that note, I'm going to um, go write a newsletter about this game. Um, thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody, who contributed to the Super Chat. I apologize again that we got started a little late. 
Um, but we will see you at about, I guess, what, 4.30? Uh, 1, 2, 3, no, 3.30 after the game on Saturday. And shout out to Jay Boogie. All right, I'll see you later. Peace out.